everybody. Welcome back to PD and P-Dubs Unscripted. It is uh, Community Connections Day, Friday, and uh, we are here with another special guest. Uh, but before we get to meet our guest, uh, just wanted to greet PD. How you doing, buddy? Pretty good. Yourself? I am doing wonderful. Um, you know, we're just enjoying the Easter season, you know, of Christ being risen. And, uh, you know, that is something that we as Christians live every day, you know, in that resurrection. So uh, our hearts are lifted up. So I'm I'm so excited for this time of year. Well, not quite yet. It's Good Friday today when this is there. Well, okay. Um, you know, we're getting there. We're getting so, there. Yeah. Well, you know, just thanks, thanks for, you know, putting water over my, you know, whatever the phrase is. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you know, Sundays are coming. Yeah, Sunday's coming. And uh, so anyway, um, glad that you're joining us today on Community Connections. We're here with uh, one of our members of Emmanuel Lutheran Church. His name is Andy Rudetsky, and he oversees uh, our Good Samaritan Ministries. Welcome, Andy, to Community Connections. Glad to be here. Yeah. I'm glad you invited me to come along and talk about a ministry that I, I think has has helped and will help in the future. Yeah, uh, Good Samaritan Ministries has been so involved in our community for many years, and we'll get to that, hearing a little bit about that, its history, and uh, really helping people in crisis situations uh, when they need it the most. But uh, before we get into that, we're just interested for our folks to learn more about you and uh, you know some something personally you'd like to share, or how long you've been at Emmanuel and the various roles that you found yourself in over time? Well, uh, in, in the late 1980s, I, I moved to Palatine from Wisconsin and uh, joined Emmanuel. And it was really in those days that I got into Bible study and I got into social ministry. Emmanuel had a, a social ministry uh, a group, and I was lucky enough to get involved in it early on. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, from the late 80s to the present... I've been on a rather interesting journey uh, with God as he's taken me from uh, volunteering and basically explaining what he wants me to do and how to be involved. Mm. And and going from um, volunteering just to help to then taking a leadership role and then finding out that God really wants to build relationships, relationships between people but also a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And in fact, many ways we are to be those tools that build a relationship between the people we serve and God. And uh, it's been an interesting journey uh, with some real God moments. I'll just give you one. Um, I was down in New Orleans on, on a cleanup after a hurricane. I was there with Katrina, but this one came a couple of years later. And we were down there within days of the hurricane, and we basically were down there to clean up, cut up trees, remove debris. Right, right. And um, and we were a bunch of doers. And the first day out, people kept coming up to us and wanting us to talk to them. And, of course, the doers are saying, well, you know, it's slowing us down. We're here to yeah. cut, up, cut up trees. And it, it was interesting because that night we decided we're, we're going to have to designate one person to talk to people so the rest of us could work. Well, it was during that week that God spoke to me and said, you know, it's not about clean up, cutting up. Yep. It's about yeah. building relationships. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting because I thought, okay, he wants me to go in a different direction. 
and I've been doing disaster relief for years by this time. So I decided that I'm going to find a new ministry. I go home. Two days after getting home, the neighbor next door, which happened to be about an 80, 84-year-old lady, okay. leans across um, her fence and says, hey, I'm going on a me- medical mission down to Nicaragua. You want to come along? <laughs> so this happened two days after I realized that God wants me to go in a different direction. So uh, obviously... I, I think he's showing you the new direction. <laughs> I, I think he did. And, and so uh, since that time, I haven't gone on a disaster relief as much as I've gone on medical missions. Mm. Yes. Um, we shared one in, in uh, Cambodia. Cambodia. Yeah, we were all there at different times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nicaragua for me and also Haiti. So it's been an interesting uh, transformation. But all through this journey with God, he has been directing the path. Many times I've, I've followed other times for whatever reason, and maybe I missed it. But um, he has brought me along to the point where I've come to appreciate the fact it's about relationships, yeah, and primarily a relationship between who we're serving and the Lord we serve. So. Yeah, and so. I just love how you just sought the Lord's discernment in that, and uh, you know, you saw something uh, in that moment down in uh, the down south, and it kind of pointed you in a different way, and God really just has kept leading you in all places around the world. It's mm-hmm. really wonderful how you've been able to travel to take that mission heart that you have and and utilize it for God's kingdom. That's really wonderful. Yes, it's and and you know, it's it's been a joy to do that. Mm. Because every step of the way you see more and more of God working and not my not just my life, but in the lives of those that are around us that we serve. Yeah. So. Okay. So yeah, so let's talk a little bit about the history of Good Samaritan Ministries as you were sharing a little bit with that with Pastor and myself before we started to record. Yeah, it was back in the late 1980s that uh, Good Samaritan Ministry really came into being. And it was interesting, the first um, real donation to this ministry came with a youth group who uh, held a Easter breakfast. Mm, Pastor, you ought to identify yeah. with that. Yeah, I, I know a little bit about Easter breakfasts. <laughs> I was thinking it was about 35 years ago. I think you were a little too old for that, the youth group. Maybe, yeah. yeah. But, um, but that youth group was the first one to donate money, to, which then went to help people in need, mm-hmm. whether it was for food or utilities or rent. Um, and over the years, it, it grew. And one of the things that, um, uh, at the time, Tim Hetzner, who was at Emmanuel as an adult education and youth, um, believed was that um, uh, the Holy Spirit was leading us. So it was very flexible. And, and from time to time, we would go off on a tangent as we felt uh, the Holy Spirit right. was leading us. Right. So we did go to um, <clears throat> Pine Ridge Indian Reservation once. Oh, lots yeah. of stories coming out of oh, there. Yeah, yeah. 150 pe- people would travel all the way to the, to the Black Hills of South Dakota for a week. And it was quite the experience. Uh, you had your choice of uh, building a, a church, community center, mm-hmm. uh, some experimental housing, and there was some renovation work was that was being done on White Chief White Cloud's cabin. Wow! And and boy, if you got selected for that, what an honor, it, right? Yeah, it, it was it was just interesting because um, so many things had to come together, and obviously, in my mind, the Lord was leading this, the Holy Spirit. Um, and one example was 
there was rain all around us one day, except where we were working. Wow. And we were on top of a hill. And it, it, it amazed everybody that we were able to keep working through this because we were on a tight time frame to get yeah. this thing done. But again, the way the Lord works mm-hmm. and, and opens doors for us, it's, it's just amazing. Yeah. So anyway, over the years, uh, we did get involved with all kinds of things, furniture, donations, mm. and, and, uh, uh, and, and clothing, and food. Um, we got into projects such as, uh, uh, and you, you'll recall this, Feeding the Handicapped. Oh, right. Um, uh, you know, and, and, um, and we were able to do that on, on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was, again, I think the prompting of the Holy Spirit that led us in that direction. So one of the, the, the really the uh, strengths of Good Sam is, Samaritan, is to, in fact, um, follow the promptings to be flexible you know, see. And, and not to put up our arbitrary limits as to we do this or we don't do that. Right. And so what has happened is that over the years we've ended up uh, helping veterans. We've, we've ended up uh, supporting church, inner city churches. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, uh, one of the big projects we're looking at right now is to, to uh, purchase a handicapped bus um, for a church in the inner city. And, um, and to help them maintain that bus so that their ministry, which is a school as well as ser- uh, serving the homeless, um, could continue on. Fantastic. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's just a, a, a number of projects that uh, the, I think the Holy Spirit leads us to. Mm. And, and fortunately, we've been able to respond to that. So. Yeah, and to usually, you know transportation becomes a barrier for some people who don't have it. They become a barrier to coming to fellowship with people of Christian faith or a church or a group or come to worship. So like by you guys providing this bus and this transportation, that's really connecting uh, these folks to something that they need as community. And uh, that's fantastic. Love that idea. So, uh, and that's been a longstanding relationship with that particular church. That is I, correct. Yeah. yeah, down, uh, isn't it down near uh, Sox Park around there? Yeah, it's east of, uh, It's I, I believe it's probably located between uh, Guaranteed Rate Field and... Uh, oh, is that what it's called these days? Uh, that's Comiskey. Yeah. It's Comiskey. <laughs> or the cell. Oh, no, yeah. it's not the cell. 35th and Shields, that's good too. Mm-hmm. And, and Lake Michigan. So it's, it's, in a, it's in a part of Chicago, though, that is really... Undergoing redevelopment. Okay, and yeah. so the the dynamics of the neighborhood that they're located in um, is changing. And, I see, and, and and quite honestly, it's it's developing in a positive uh, direction. Awesome. So, That's um, great. and again, we we supply them with a number of things, of some financial support, but also other types of support that might include uh, buses or or building improvements, what mm-hmm. have you. So, yeah. Yeah, so that's awesome stuff that you guys are being able to do. And, you know, the thinking that's been going on for 35 years and to be able to sustain a ministry for that long is amazing stuff. And so, I mean, there's a lot of people that probably help out in this, like, because how does it kind of run the Good Samaritan ministry? Well, you know, at this time, we have uh, six members on the board. And and the board kind of um, provides some general direction. Uh, We've been blessed with some real donations uh, in the past, one of which was a, a couple of apartments 
that was donated to Good Samaritan. Mm. And, uh, and uh, we, we actually used that for temporary housing for a number of years and then uh, decided to get out of it. And so we've been able to kind of sustain the financial end of, of Good Samaritan Ministries with uh, uh, the revenue from the sale of those. Right, right. So that, that has been a real blessing. And in fact, that has allowed us to do some really good things over the years. Um, but uh, we, we also, uh, besides having the board, um, we have a series of volunteers that uh, in various uh, aspects of the ministry. Mm-hmm. As an example, we have roughly about 15 people that work in our, our clothing ministry. Okay. Where people donate clothing mm-hmm. and other articles. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we kind of go through the uh, whatever is donated, um, putting, because of a, a shortage of storage space, we're limited in how much and what kinds of things we could actually right. put out there. So um, we will go through, sort out what we could use. What we can't use, we donate to to Goodwill or Salvation mm-hmm. Army or or some other uh, charitable type organization. And then, um, and then, of course, periodically we have sales. Mm-hmm. In which case, we take those revenues and put it back in the ministry to support those in need. Yeah. Could you describe a little bit of those sales and, and like the dynamic that you see going on on the day of the sale, if you know what I mean, like the people who come and like, you know, how does the sale work, you know, and, and things like that? Yeah, uh, the clothing ministry actually is open on a regular basis for anybody in mm, need. Right. But because we get so much donated periodically, we do have these sales once every two months or so. And, and the dynamics is that um, uh, we, we have the sale from 8 in the morning to 12. People start to gather probably about 7 o'clock mm-hmm. um, to, to get, if you will, in get line. Get in line, yeah. To, to get in yeah. first. And, and we have a number of people that do come. Um, th- there's In particular, there's a lady who lives in the northwest suburbs who's a regular. And she will come and buy bags and bags of clothing, which mm. she then turns around and sends to Africa. Wow. Just on her own personally? Um, she and her husband. Okay. Yes. okay. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. And uh, one time, a couple months ago, she had alluded to the idea if we had any Bibles, mm. that she could use them. And so um, uh, one, of the, one of the people on the board remembered that we used to have um, paperback Bibles yep. in the pews and that they had been gathered up and put into boxes. So at the last sale, uh, we were able to give her over 200 Bibles. Praise the Lord. Thanks be to God. That's great. And, and they will be sending that on to, to Africa. Fantastic. Uh, and then uh, and she also comes in and buys all kinds of shoes and clothing. And, and again, um, they accumulate this stuff mm-hmm. and put it into a, a um, container, which then is shipped across that's uh, awesome. to Africa. So that's an example. Mm-hmm. We also oh. have other people that come and buy um, you know, for their family. Uh, another family a member uh, has an extensive family back in, I think, Poland. Okay. And they will buy clothes that they will ship, um, obviously not wow. by container, but sure. ship yeah. to, to the family in, in, in Poland. And uh, no doubt uh, they get more, the family gets more than they could use, I think. They probably mm-hmm. in turn donate it to other people. So again, mm-hmm. really interesting stories. There are those people that come in need of things. And uh, one of the things that uh, at two sales ago that was kind of interesting, um, 
we we get a number of really large items, you know. Okay. Um, high chairs, strollers. Uh, we get mattresses, and although we don't have a lot of storage, right, we, we do accumulate some of that in in our trailer that we use for donations. Mm-hmm. And on this particular Saturday, um, we usually ask for a nominal amount of money for items. And w- um, one of the things that we had was one of these. Um, uh, child carriers that you attach to a bike that gets pulled along. Oh, oh sure. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, um, for the most part, we try to, to just get, to get the stuff out to people that might need it. This Saturday, it was getting towards the end. A lot of the items were gone, and we sell them for like $1 or $2 an item. Okay. Um, in this case, we want to get rid of this stuff because we really can't store it. So mm-hmm. we put it to basically market-free. Yeah. Okay. And uh, no sooner did we do that, uh, a husband and a wife come in, comes in, and she's pregnant, and they're going to have their first child. Okay. So, um, so there it is, uh, you know, a high chair, a stroller. There's this um, a child carrier that you tow behind. Nice. And, um, and, and basically, you know, they got it all. It was perfect for them. It was like God's timing. Yeah. You know, we, oh, fantastic. You know, so... Um, you know, some of the things that go on, and of course, you know, and I, I know both of you realize this too, whenever you serve, you always get more out of it than mm, you put in. For sure, for I mean, sure. That, that's really one of the God's That's real the blessing blessings. of it, yeah. It is, yeah. and, and uh, you know, from that standpoint, you get to meet interesting people, sometimes mm. people with great needs, mm. sometimes people with smaller needs, but uh, you always have the chance, uh, you know, to proclaim the gospel. Yeah. Or, you know, when yeah. people ask me, you know, why do you do this? You know, and, uh, you know, sometimes you, you might give them an answer, but the real answer is that's what God expects of us. Sure. You know, to serve him by well, serving his people. Love others, right. yep. yeah. And, you know, as you were talking, like, two things were coming to mind. Was First was just how amazing, like, it's not just the Palatine community we're reaching, but as you're talking about other countries like Africa and Poland, mm-hmm. who would have ever thought that, especially maybe when even Good Samaritan Ministry started? And then, two, that relationships that you talked about earlier, like on that one mission trip where you're like being a doer, but building those relationships, which then allows you that opportunity to share about Jesus. Mm-hmm. In fact, you know, one of the things um, I think the board sometimes considers is if we're not proclaiming the gospel, why are we doing something? Right. Mm-hmm. Because there are so many ways to proclaim the gospel and in, in, in doing certain things. And so even when we assist other ministries in the northwest suburbs, um, they've got to be proclaiming the gospel. They've got to be building the kingdom, mm-hmm. you know, locally. Right. And, and, you know, two of the criteria, you know, that we get involved with. And so because there's a lot of people out there uh, that do, do good, but if they're not proclaiming the gospel... You know, yeah, it's uh, just another service. Yeah, uh, that, human needs. Exactly. So, you know, that aspect really becomes crucial, and I think in our minds. Yeah, and then I wanted to ask, uh, have you share like the funds that you receive from these annex sales or these uh, resale sales is what I really should call them. How do you use those proceeds to further the ministry? You know, basically, those funds that come in. First of all, there's this philosophy. Of a dollar in, dollar out. Yeah, right. And that extends to the resale Mm -hmm. uh, uh, revenues. And so uh, all the dollars that are collected or donated are are given out. 
in some fashion. Mm-hmm. And so there isn't any administrative fees that really come right. out of Right, it's that. all volunteer-oriented, right? It's all volunteer-oriented, so nobody's getting paid. So from that standpoint, but um, we, we have been giving over the years, you know, uh, rent, uh, money for rent, mm-hmm. uh, for utilities. Crisis situations Crisis. for financial needs and things. Yeah, uh, putting people up in hotels when they're homeless or, mm-hmm. or what have you. Um, and the neat thing about it is uh, we've been blessed in the northwest suburbs because there are, are a number of food pantries. Oh, right. There are a number of agencies that provide uh, housing, um, you know. So one of the big things that the board is uh, looking at doing is developing more of those type of relationships. Oh, excellent. Where we're, we're partnering with, and the, the most recent one, we partnered with Lutheran Church Charities mm-hmm. in the relocation and furnishing of a veteran's uh, home. Right. And, and so um, that was done with volunteers from Emmanuel mm-hmm. uh, that actually um, picked up the furniture from somebody who donated it, taking it to the new apartment right. where the, the veteran was going to move into and uh, setting it up for him. Yeah. And, and it was uh, LCC provided uh, the truck. I believe we provided all the labor. Mm, you know, mm-hmm. again, it's something. An area that uh, I think there's a need, and, uh, and we've seen it at Emmanuel here, is um, as people age, mm-hmm. uh, they're not able to maintain their house. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so there's been some discussion about uh, um, how, how we could help those individuals. Sure. And sometimes mm-hmm. they're proud enough that they're not going to ask. Yes, right. Uh, but, um, uh, you know, we've had some very preliminary discussions with... Uh, the local uh, Lutheran emergency response team. Yes. To, uh, because they have maybe a little bit more of the volunteers mm-hmm. that could be utilized to, to repair. The, the more physical labor the, stuff. The, the more physical labor, because quite honestly, uh, you know, our, our uh, volunteer pool tend to be, tends to be a little older. Mm-hmm. And, and so, uh, but that's another example of, of a possibility yeah. of, of reaching a group of people that um, we have seen. Mm-hmm. Like I said, here at Emmanuel, it could really uh, help. Those right, people. and that uh, Lutheran early response team, as you pointed out, is they're usually uh, ready to help out in oh, like uh, weather-related disasters, um, various of varying kinds, from tornadoes to chainsaw ministry, all these things. But what I love about what you and Good Samaritan are doing with the Lutheran early response team is looking at personal disasters, you know, like, mm-hmm. like, as you say, over time, someone, uh, maybe their spouse dies and they're barely keeping the house going. And as they age, they're unable to do it themselves. And then financially they're tight with a limited budget. And so it becomes a personal crisis or disaster. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's where this partnership of these two groups, your good Samaritan and, Lutheran Early Response Team is really, I think, going to be a dynamic combination. So I, I really, you know, along, along with your uh, idea of reaching out to other community groups, that really can, multiplies the ministry, I yes. guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes, and it's all about helping people. Because mm-hmm. we all know that there is a great need out there yeah. for not only helping people physically and financially, right, and emotionally, right but also that spiritual aspect. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then, like, during the week, we, we have some volunteers who hold office hours uh, to, you know, meet with people in crisis situations 
and to understand what's before those individuals and witness and pray and see if good Sam can, good Samaritan can help them out. Um, and they're, they're, they hold office hours just once a week, right? That's on a Wednesday. On a Wednesday. Uh, and so I'm how can folks, if they're listening, how could they get in touch with them if it's not a Wednesday? <laughs> well, and we do respond okay. during off hours. Okay. And, and the easiest way to, to, to really get in contact with uh, those individuals, those counselor-type people, mm-hmm. Um, would be by contacting the church office, okay, um, uh, giving us basic information, and uh, they would reach out to them. Um, They'll follow up. They yeah. will follow up with uh, whoever reaches out. If it's an emergency situation, um, they may move more quickly than on a Wednesday. Sure. Um, and uh, part of that effort will be to get them the assistance they need, whether we provide it or some other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so... Um, you know, there's there is a movement to to uh, better coordination with all the different social agencies, yeah. whether it's governmental or not. Right, right. Um, so that uh, that people are getting help and helped quickly. Well, and I think that's the key message there. Like, well, okay, our, our folks are in; they're volunteers once a week, but they'll still reach out to you. They're still grabbing messages. If right. you leave a message, if you're in need, give them a call, and uh, they will get back to you. Right, because it's not like problems just come up on Wednesdays. Well, right. only. Yeah, <laughs> Wednesdays yeah. only day people can have problems. Right, <laughs> and if someone's in a need, sometimes they can't wait in their minds that long. They need to talk to somebody, and that's good to know that our folks are available to call them back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So another thing I always think about with Good Samaritan Ministries is the fill the chancel and what that supports, which mm-hmm. makes it a little bit harder sometimes to walk around the chancel area. Yeah. Playing a little hopscotch around. Yeah, why don't you tell our listeners what that is at Fill the Chancel? Yeah, so Fill the Chancel is we do it at Thanksgiving time where we just people donate food and we fill the chancel area to help support our food pantry. And I don't know if you want to share a little bit more about that, Andy, and like the food pantry. Yes, uh, that's a a one time uh, each year. Yeah, on Thanksgiving that that we get a chance as a as a church community to help directly support right. our, our food pantry. But uh, there are times when we get so much food that uh, that food does get passed along, mm. whether it's to the Palatine Township a food pantry or some other food pantry that might be in need of food. So it uh, it's an interesting process, uh, the idea of food. And I don't know if you're aware of it, but uh, there's at least five or six different food pantries in the northwest suburbs. And each one seems to have a specialty whether it's fresh vegetables or okay. fruits, whether it's meat. Um, our, our pantry tends to be the paper products, mm. uh, you know, and, uh, and some of the personal hygiene products. Uh, we also have other things, mm-hmm. but, uh, but it's interesting because um, people will come looking for specifics, and we may have to send them on to a different pantry if they're looking for fresh vegetables right. or what have you. Right. Um, but uh, the Lord has blessed us rarely. Rarely have we been real low on our food. Good, and, good. And uh, um, it's one of those, uh, when there's a need, the Lord provides. And, and the question is, you know, um, are we really helping? Yes. To, right. to keep it moving forward. Right, right. Uh, Because it's there, and, and the help is there. It's just a matter of, uh, of getting it out. And, uh, you know, it's good that you're here with many other organizations because the need is great. There are a lot of people struggling 
in our community as as uh, affluent as it is, you know, in relation to other areas, there are still a lot of people who are struggling. And mm-hmm. you mentioned it before, might not be willing to like share that they're struggling. Yeah, and and how do you reach those people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that that's where um, being a part of a community goes a long way. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, word of mouth must get out there, you know, about your ministry among the people that you're helping. Yes, and and it's not unusual for others to come to it mm-hmm. through that word of mouth as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's getting close to our time here. So how can people, if they want to find out more about Good Samaritan Ministries, find out more about what you guys do and how to maybe even volunteer? Well, we do have a, a web page on Emmanuel's mm-hmm. website. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, there's a way to kind of find out about us through the uh, Internet. Um, the most direct way to get involved, obviously, is uh, by reaching out to the church offices, especially if there's needs. And um, uh, we will respond. And if, if people are uh, moved to donate, um, again, they could do that by sending their donations to Good Samaritan Ministry, mm-hmm. uh, care of the church office here. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, Andy, thank you so much for you know sharing uh, about yourself and your involvement with Good Samaritan Ministries. We, uh, we know that they have blessed thousands of people and know that the Lord... Uh, will continue to do so, and especially, uh, you know, letting the Holy Spirit lead your way. Uh, nothing but blessings come yes. when we when we do that. And uh, so we're grateful that you came here today, and thanks for joining us. Well, thank yeah. you for having me. Yeah, yeah glad to have you. And this episode is sponsored by our elders. Absolutely. The Emmanuel elders are a special dedicated group of men who are spiritual leaders in our church, and we're so grateful for them because... You know, they've got a busy week coming up. Or they're in the middle of the busy yeah. week here. You know, after having Monday, Thursday last night and Good Friday tonight and Easter Vigil and Easter Sunrise, Easter 8 a.m., Easter 10 a.m. Yeah, these are a bunch of holy men who are getting more and more holy as the, the <laughs> holy week goes on because they're in every church service. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, we are appreciative of our elders and all that they do for the spiritual needs of our congregation. And if you want to find out who your elder is, there is an elder board for the elder board. Mm-hmm. It's called Who is My Elder? And uh, just walk right up the ramp going into the sanctuary, and there it is, pictures of these handsome men ready yeah. to just serve people in God's kingdom. And friends, I want you to know that they take care of their pastors too. With Every month we have our elder meetings. They supply us with spunky dunker donuts. Can't go wrong there. <laughs> Can't go, and sometimes for... Other pastors, if you like it, but coffee. They provide coffee. Oh, but, yeah, for whoever who drinks that Yeah, but, stuff. but these pastors yeah. don't. No. So, yeah, so thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and thank you to our elders for all that they do, and hope everybody has a blessed Easter. Mm-hmm.